Will you please stand for the call to worship? And the angel said, be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy, which will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Let us worship God. Friends in Christ, we have seen the star in the east and heard the angels praising God. And now we, like those shepherds and wise men of long ago, 
come to the Bethlehem manger to offer our gifts, our hearts, our lives. And as we approach the manger of the newborn king, let us remember that it is for the whole world he comes. So let us pray for our neighbors near and far, for peace on earth and goodwill among all God's people. And because this would rejoice his heart, let us remember in his name the poor and the helpless, the hungry and the oppressed, the sick and those that mourn, and all whose hearts are looking for a home. Let us pray. Gracious God, by your mercy, we have been led to this time and place to behold the child and to worship the newborn king. Such a simple story of your amazing love, a love as simple and as real as a newborn baby. Tonight we yearn for the peace and hope and joy brought us by this child, peace and hope and joy for all the world. We pray then for this weary world, for peace, for an end to terrorism, beat our spears into plowshares. We pray for those who are hungry and poor and anxious, for those who grieve, mindful of loved ones who have departed this life, and yet now rejoice with us, but upon another shore and in a greater light. Open our hearts that we may welcome this child into our lives, engender in us the Christmas spirit, and may your love be evidenced in us throughout the year and your light that shines in this evening's darkness, may it shine through all the darkness of the world. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel, amen. You may be seated. Now I'd like to invite the Deems family to come forward to light the Christ candle. Tonight, as the ritual of candle lighting continues, we see the circle of greens that represents God's eternity and the lighted candles which symbolize hope, peace, joy, and love. Tonight on Christmas Eve, we light the Christ candle that represents the light of God coming into the world. Listen to the scripture from Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. We light this candle tonight to celebrate the coming of Christ as the light of the world.
The people who have walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulder, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us. A son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulder, and his name is Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. be seated. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, see I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism for the repentance and forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, 
The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who has been said to be barren for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her.
Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. We welcome you to Church of the Palms on this Christmas Eve. We are glad that you have found your way to be with us to worship at the manger of the newborn king. Most certainly, if you do not have a church home, we invite you to join us on Sundays throughout the year, and even especially tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. Come as you are, pajamas, whatever. Or if you come from other parts of the world to worship with us live stream on Sundays at 9 a.m. on our website, churchofthepalms.org. 
Our ministry and mission, in fact, reaches to the four corners of the world, not only through our TV ministry, but more importantly, through our mission partners and our local community missions here in Sarasota, including our food pantry, counseling center, daycare, and tutoring ministries. Our Christmas Eve offering plays an important role in the funding of these ministries and many other. And as we make our way to the end of our ministry budget, it is underfunded, thus your generosity tonight will ensure that these important and concrete ways of spreading the light of Christ will be fully supported and in turn reach far into the world and into people's hearts. Families will be most certainly fed, cared for, taught, counseled, and most of all, hear the good news of Christ through your generous gifts tonight. Lastly, but no less significant, many of you read in the paper that our sister congregation, our good friends at Temple Sinai, with whom we share Thanksgiving worship, were victims of anti-Semitic graffiti scrawled on their buildings this week. I've been in touch with Rabbi Shergal to convey our disdain of such acts of hate and to offer whatever concrete support we could provide for their community. In turn, we have received a gracious invitation from Temple Sinai to join them in their Hanukkah Shabbat service this coming Friday evening at 6 p.m. You can get further details on our website later in the week. We heartily invite you and encourage you to make time in your schedule next Friday to attend this service and to show your support and join with our brothers and sisters as we seek in the spirit of Hanukkah and Christmas to light a light against the darkness. Let us pray. Gracious God, on this holy night, we pause amidst all that we have done and all that we still have yet to do and remember again what brings us here. We yearn for the simple beauty of Christmas, for all the old familiar melodies and words that remind us of that great miracle when he who made all things was one night to come as a babe to lie in the crook of a woman's arm. Tonight, O oh God, the soles of your feet have touched the dusty earth. The word made flesh feels the pinch of straw. Tonight, the back streets, the forgotten places have been lit with significance. Tonight, the households of earth welcome the homeless king of heaven. For you come among us, you are one of us. So may our songs rise to surround your throne as our knees bend to salute your cradle. We praise you for the bounty of our faith and are grateful for this moment when we can see clearly that the light shines in the darkness. Though we pray for those for whom the darkness may seem overwhelming, for those who are ill and lonely, for those who grieve a loss, we pray for families fleeing from Aleppo, for victims of terrorism, for those excluded by prejudice. We pray for our friends at Temple Sinai and all our brothers and sisters of faith throughout the world who are victims of hateful cowardice. Remind us that the first Christmas nativity was filled with foreigners, strangers, and people of other religions. And as you welcome them into your stable home, May it be our prayer to welcome such into our lives. O oh Lord, may the child be born in us this night that we may bring him from his manger and into the lives of those who yearn to know that the light still shines. This we pray in the name of the Word made flesh, Jesus the Christ, amen. 
let us receive our Christmas offering.
In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And each went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling claws and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And as the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them.
may be seated. A couple of other quick announcements. First of all, we will be soon lighting candles and singing Silent Night, Holy Night, and our facilities crew uh, encourages me to remind you of the rule of candle lighting. The lit candle vertical, the unlit candle horizontal. Do I need to go over that again? <laughs> Secondly, I notice a few of you are fanning yourself, feeling the bit of warmth in the room tonight. This is not Church of the Palms' way of saving on our electric bill. <clears throat> but we had a Christmas uh, event take place with one of our major uh, air handlers going down just before the services began this evening. So if you will bear with us and bear with me, I will try to keep the hot air from this pulpit <laughs> at a minimum. <clears throat> Let us pray. By your grace and through your favor, we pray, O oh Lord, that somehow these words, these simple words may somehow speak into the mystery of who you are and what you have appeared to be as the one who was born in Bethlehem. Bless us through your spirit, for we pray it in Christ's name. Amen. <clears throat> I've been to three Bethlehems in my life. The first Bethlehem is up in eastern Pennsylvania where the Moravians settled nearly 300 years ago and named their settlement after the birthplace of Christ. Now Christmas shops are there in abundance and even today the Moravian star hovers over the city to remind all who pass by the story of Jesus' birth. The second Bethlehem I've been to is in about an 11 hour flight east from here to a part of the world that is no stranger to war and violence. To get to this Bethlehem, you must pass through the security wall that divides Israel and the West Bank, where the Palestinian town of Bethlehem lies just a half dozen miles away from Jerusalem. In this Bethlehem, I've been to the Church of the Nativity and to the site where tradition tells us Jesus was born. I've been to the shepherd's fields where the Bethlehem shepherds heard the angels sing their heavenly song. I've been to Manger Square and seen there more machine guns than mangers. That is Bethlehem number two. The third Bethlehem turned out to be in Central America. I was in the country of Honduras, no stranger itself to crime and violence. I was in the western part of the country in the district of Copan visiting the mission of my previous congregation in the town of La Entrada, Honduras. And one day while we were there, I accompanied a medical brigade of nurses and doctors and made our way through some of the barrios visiting some of the homes checking on their health needs. None of the homes we visited that day were any bigger than the bedrooms in which you and I sleep. During our visits, we were met by the gracious hospitality of the Honduran people. It was one such home at which we stopped, again a house, or should I say, a hut no bigger than 15 feet by 20 feet. In this home lived seven people, 
The mother of the family was happy to greet us. We met some of her children, including her oldest son, who looked to be no older than 11, who had just returned home from his job of gathering large sticks for sale and for burning. A bundle of them, heavier than I would choose to carry, was strapped to his back. After speaking with his mother and her children for a while, we were invited in to see their home. We walked inside this dark little hut and saw on one side one bed that slept half the family, on the other side the other bed that slept the other half. Both beds were simple frames of wood over which stretched strings of twine that supported a layer of rags, dirty rags. Beds of rags and twine. There was in the corner a wood-burning makeshift stove with no ventilation to the outside. Beyond the beds and the stove, there was little room for anything else. And after looking for a moment at this family's house and then turning to leave, I held back for a moment from the group and took another look and noticed out of the corner of my eye something due to the darkness I had not seen before, something that was on one of the beds. I stepped aside to look more closely, and on this bed of rags and twine, there laid a two-month-old baby asleep, wrapped in a blanket, sound asleep. My recognition of the child startled me, this little two-month-old child lying in a place where none of us would imagine laying our own child. And then it dawned on me. This is what the shepherds saw. A babe wrapped in swaddling claws and lying on a bed, if not of straw, of rags. I was in Bethlehem. And though I had seen the child in the manger depicted a thousand times, I had never seen it like this in the flesh. And then it dawned on me a second thought. This is the length to which God has gone from the, from the royal chambers of the highest heaven to a place where few of us would lay our own child to a bed of straw, to a bed of rags and twine. And then it dawned on me a third thought. If God would go here, then God will go anywhere. If there is one thing that Bethlehem tells us is that when it comes to you and me, when it comes to every man, woman, and child, there is no place where God will not go. Frederick Buechner put it this way, once we've seen him in a stable, we can never be sure where he will appear or to what lengths he will go, to what ludicrous depths of self-humiliation he will descend in his wild pursuit of mankind. The psalmist put it another way, if I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. Oh yes, if God can go to the Bethlehem manger, if this is where God chooses to begin his earthly sojourn, well then God will go anywhere. At the Nuremberg War Trials, one of the witnesses told the story of how he had escaped one of the Nazi death camps and was 
as well as one of the gas chambers, and for a while survived by living in an open grave in a Jewish cemetery in Vilna, Poland. And while he was there, he saw a young woman give birth to a child in a nearby grave. In her delivery, she was assisted by an 80-year-old gravedigger. When the baby uttered its first cry, the old man prayed, Great God, hast thou finally sent us the Messiah? For who but the Messiah would be born in a grave? Oh, how true and what good news for you and me that this love of God has no limits, born in a manger, but born again in a tomb to show us what? That no matter where life might lead us, God has every intention, every power, every ounce of love to meet us right where we are. I don't know where Christmas Eve 2016 finds you. You may be on top of the world or you may be at the bottom of the heap. You may feel like all systems are go, or you may feel like you can't even turn the key. You may feel like you are buried in abundance, or you may feel exposed by scarcity. You may have risen only to fall, or you may have fallen only to rise. And who of us has any idea what tomorrow will bring? But wherever you are this night, and wherever you will be tomorrow, I can promise you this, you are still within the reach of God. For a God who shows up in a stable will show up anywhere, even in your life and even in mine. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of all people, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not, and will not, overcome it.
After you have extinguished your candles, we invite you to stand for the closing prayer and benediction. And as a sign of the love that the child brings us this night, we ask that you reach out and claim the hand of those who are near you as we pray in the unity of the Spirit. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for this silent and holy night. We thank you for the Prince of Peace who comes to dwell with us, who goes to wherever we may be, who finds our little darknesses to shine his light. O Lord, we pray that you will dwell within our hearts, that we may become the agents of peace in the world, that we may take the love of this child into, into this dark night, that as we live and as we dwell amidst your people, that they would see your light reflected in our lives. They would see the Christ child born in our hearts and that they would come to find the hope and joy and peace we find this night. Bless us, O Lord, that we may be a blessing. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen.